If you love animals and want to learn more about how to rescue or adopt, this podcast is for you. Sheila Scruggs talks to volunteers and rescuers about how fostering has changed their lives. Presented by Dog and Company. Welcome to the Pup and Paws cast. I'm Sheila Scruggs, and it's brought to you by Dog and Company. They offer full-service grooming, doggy daycare, and cage-free boarding. Search Dog and Company on Facebook or go to their website, dog-co.com. Brittany Robbins works with ARF in Cookville. That's all about rescue and fixing is what that stands for. And since Valentine's Day is coming up next Friday, I thought it would be good to donate for your love of animals. And you guys are doing a Valentine's Day promotion for ARF, aren't you? Yes, so right now our partner at the Petco Foundation is doing a Shelter Valentine campaign. So basically they're asking adopters of shelter and rescue pets to post a picture on social media. And you can do that on your Facebook or your Instagram. Um, I think you can even do something on Twitter. Um and you're basically sending a valentine to shelter pets. So they're asking you to do that, and then you actually can mention AARFTN, which is our social media handle, and you can also mention at Petco Foundation, which is the social media handle for Petco Foundation. And so all that they're asking is you do a little picture or a brief description about, um, you know, how your pet has impacted your life or that you're thankful for the volunteers and coordinators who made it happen. And then you just hashtag Shelter Valentine, and we're, you're entered to win um, lots of cool prizes. I think every day they're doing $50 Petco gift cards and Bob's Skechers gear and all sorts of good things. Oh, I love Bob's and they're so cute with all the little animal motifs on them too. So we're all about that. Now, I know a lot of people sometimes get confused. You guys do work with area shelters. What ARF does is pull the animals from the shelter to foster in your own home. So there's not really a facility that ARF has, just several volunteers that foster which you constantly need more because the more fosters the more animals you can help take from the shelters yeah so there's a big difference um just logistically in a rescue and a shelter system primarily the difference is that a shelter system is generally municipal based it's funded um they don't have a huge budget but it's usually funded by city or county um government and a rescue group is generally not for profit so we're looking like a sector that would be similar to a church or a a woman's shelter or um, something like that is where kind of uh, rescue groups fall and so that's where our fall so we're actually a not-for-profit status we don't have any um, overhead because we don't have a facility so the way that we're able to help is foster care. So what that looks like is volunteers, just run-of-the-mill, everyday people um, who have said, I will open up my home for this dog or cat to come in and live with me on a temporary basis. So that's just until they can be vetted, they're healthy, and they're fixed um, to where they can be listed online for adoption. And another thing that I hear people asking, well, 
why don't you just adopt yourself? Well, that really, it, it defeats the purpose of why you're wanting to be a foster. The, being a foster saves the animals. So when somebody adopts, you can take them in and their personalities change almost immediately. It's not that the shelter is bad, but you know, they, they're so inundated with animals. It's hard for them to really feel like they're in a home. Right. So the benefit of a foster care system is that we are pulling them from less than stellar environments, such as, you know, stray on the streets or a shelter. Um, And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge shelter advocate and proponent. Um, It's so vital. And there's so many counties in the Upper Cumberland that that don't even have shelter systems. They don't even have municipal-based shelter systems. and we serve those counties too. But a lot of times it's, like you said, the difference in bringing them into a home environment, setting them up with a day-to-day, working on crate training skills and a routine. That way when we have uh, the adoptions, the adopter kind of has a little bit better picture of what you know the dog kind of looks like on a day-to-day basis in a home environment versus just going to the shelter and choosing the shelter staffs oftentimes can't tell you well they're house trained or well they can they bark at night or during the day they you know etc cetera, etc cetera, because they're usually just in the concrete block cell 24/7 so there's not a whole lot of insight they can give you there um and two when you adopt from a a rescue group or a, a base uh, that might be more nonprofit. You're opening up two spots, so you're opening up a space in foster care where you can pull a shelter dog out into foster care, and then that opens the kennel space up too. So you're actually saving two animals instead of just the one. Nobody really realizes how many strays and unwanted animals are across the Upper Cumberland. It is such a problem. So, you know, if you can, if you're thinking about adopting, maybe not now, maybe in the future, you please think of adopting from ARF or the shelters first because they really do need uh, homes and, and you need to spay and neuter, basically. Right, Britt? Right. And that's the only way to cut down on overpopulation, the only way to ever see any drastic change or shift with the um, levels that we're seeing in shelters and in rescues is the spaying and neutering. Um, I think a lot of times there's a big myth that you have to wait till a first litter or you have to wait six months to a year before it's safe to to neuter or spay a pet. Um, but that is simply, you know, not true because surgery has advanced so much that um, here in Cookville, we're lucky to have the Humane Society uh, Spay and Neuter Clinic. And they're a not-for-profit group as well, but a lot of times they can have grants to help financially. And the surgeries are very easy. They stay overnight and they're ready to go the next day, kind of like nothing happened. So it's very easy. It's not a big drawn-out procedure and they can get fixed as young as two months old. And you guys do not ever adopt out unless they have been fixed. Right, and we get that question a lot. We'll get someone who comes to a Petco event to kind of see the pets on on view because we're there twice twice a month. And one of the first questions is, well, are they fixed? And yes, of course, it would kind of defeat the purpose to take them in and get them healthy and rehome them without actually making sure 
that's where it stops is with them. There's going to be no more excess or no more extra going out our door. One thing I'm impressed about, too, when you're talking about ARF and you said there's no overhead, what Brittany means, too, is you guys don't get paid as far as a an income. You have regular jobs just like I do, just like a, somebody would uh, every day. Their moms and dads that work day to day. And you guys volunteer your time and volunteer your homes to foster animals so they can be adopted a little bit better so they can have a home life until they're ready for their forever home right and it's not i think people think it's a huge sacrifice or it's going to be all consuming and really if you already have pets it's not it's really not that big a shift you're just maybe you know feeding one more mouth or kind of incorporating one more into your your pack and what happens is when you adopt these animals out you make all these fantastic connections and relationships. You can touch base with adopters. A lot of our adopters are fantastic and they like to send us updates. And we have a whole community and a whole network and we kind of just become a family. So it's it enriches the experience just beyond the rewarding fact that you've single-handedly saved this animal's life. But there again, it just kind of keeps giving back and keeps giving back. And so that's one of the things that I find fantastic about uh, fostering. And you guys pay for the uh, vet bills and things like that if once they're fixed if they foster they'll get them fixed they also sometimes have food donated that they can provide to you've got a facebook page and instagram that they can find out more about shelter valentine right yes the shelter valentine campaign runs up until february 14th so um you can post every single day on every single platform you have social media wise to help us win a grant and also you can win too so it's it's great in that respect um but that's with the petco foundation and our uh handle is at aartn to find out more about fostering or getting involved with maybe just volunteering at the adoption events or maybe with our cats at the um, habitats at the pet stores our website is aarf-tn.com and you can find out everything you need to know about that there and then check us out at our aarftn handles on instagram and facebook to find out more about the promo you guys have such good facebook and instagram uh, pages too so Follow them, too, because you never know when you're might going to have some time available that you can foster or adopt another animal. So right. thank you so much, Brittany, yeah, for talking to me. Thank you, Sheila. My thanks to Brittany Robbins with ARF, A-A-R-F. It stands for All About Rescue and Fixin', who take fosters into their own home and, by the kindness of their hearts, foster until a new owner is found, a forever home. This Puffin' podcast has been brought to you by Dog and & Company and Stone Calm Radio. You've been listening to Pup & Pawscast. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.